Welcome to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear our identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Well, we are almost in December 2023. Welcome back to the pod, Jay Teresi. Good to be back. They say time moves fast. I cannot believe how fast 2023 ran by. We can start with Ferris Bueller. That's funny. Life moves pretty fast. I love Ferris Bueller. Favorite movie of the Teresi household. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that we're back in it. We, we've had a couple of weeks off due to just the holidays and, and work and travel. Uh, but as we jump back in, Jay, we are rolling into secret agent training, and we want to give a couple of distinctions. Yeah, I think I love that title, secret agent training. But actually, what we're talking about is the opposite. You know, most secret agents have a secret identity, and so who they display to the world isn't who they really are. And what we're talking about is the Christian who's truly living out of their authentic self is showing the world who they really are. But the world often doesn't believe that. The challenge is most Christians in the Western world, particularly in the United States, it's very difficult to even identify and know who my authentic self is anymore. So part of what we want to do is deconstruct who we're actually showing to the world and talk about who we would be authentically if we were really living out of our true self. And then how that would almost be like acting as a secret agent in the world. I was listening to a doctor talk, a doctor theology speak earlier this week, and he was mentioning a Pew study that was done here in the US specifically, where they went after just the man on the street and they gave him a couple of options. You know, do you identify with Christianity, Judaism, Mormonism, Muslim? You know, what, what is it that you identify with? And at the end of that study, 65% of the people on the street fell into the Christian worldview. And then we kind of say, okay, so that's a Christian worldview. But to what you were just saying, Jay, are they truly living the life of a Christian? And again, this is not from judgment because the second study that he stated out of an Austin, you know, theological seminary was, a 40-question deep dive as to, of those kind of Christian worldviews, how many people are actually living the life? And guess the percentage, Jay. I haven't spoken to you about this data. Oh, it has to be low. Like 6%. Oh, Up to the 40%, yeah. you know, 6% of the, of the people that hold such a Christian view are actually living what the theological seminary would consider is a Christian life. And so I think that not to say that we are trying to train for that 6% or that you're suddenly going to become Simon the Zealot because you've gone through Jason Bourne training with us. That's not what we're talking about today. We're really just two guys in a basement thinking through our own kind of steps day by day, our own steps within our work, within our marriages, within our families. You know, how can we be best bring honor to God in all that we do? That's a great data point. Because I think if you ask the 40%, why are you living a Christian worldview out? They would probably say, well, I think so. There is so much noise in the world. How do we even identify what is the Christian worldview? And I kind of love the Jason Bourne analogy. And look at you working in Simon the Zealot. Like he is the original Jason Bourne, right? From the first century. But, you know, part of what we want to do in this podcast, Rediscovering Biblical Manhood, is 
suss out and identify what is an actual authentic Christian lifestyle according to Jesus of Nazareth, who sort of laid down the foundation, which by the way, was nothing original. Jesus didn't come and introduce anything new. That's the mind bender, right? All Jesus did was lift out the original plan that God had laid out from the Old Testament and said, here it is. You guys got it wrong. Here's how I want you to live. And that's the idea of secret agent training is we do want you to be a Jason Bourne of sorts, really rooted in your authentic biblical manhood and able to live from that place, which totally transforms not only your world, but everybody you come into contact with. So as we jump into today's conversation, Jay, maybe we open up with a quick prayer um, and we really ask for the Spirit to join us in this conversation. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time once again to get together, to, to, to stop what we're doing, to add earphones to what we're doing if we're on a walk, on a run, on a travel to work, and just kind of sit with you. Lord, we just bring you into this conversation and we ask that your Spirit lead us uh, so that we can uncover maybe some rocks, uncover some some secrets that we need to continue to remind ourselves with. As Jay mentioned, these aren't new teachings. Lord, we just ask that you reveal your work in this so that we can bring you honor. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the things I love about God is he has a lot of different people doing different types of work on the world for him, the world for him. And you know, some folks are theologians and some folks are apologists, they're defending the faith and some folks are doing uh, social justice work and some folks are doing work over here and over there. Our podcast is really based a lot on the work of the Ministry of Wild at Heart and author and speaker John Eldridge. And it's really about, you know, Chica and I, we think our swim lane is helping men kind of rediscover how how they're supposed to operate in the world. So that's what this podcast is really all about. So we don't spend a lot of time getting into deep theology or talking about politics or talking about social justice or talking about what's happening in the world. We spend a lot of time trying to identify how does a man get his heart back and then live in this world amidst all of that chaos and noise in an authentic way that allows him to not only bring glory to God, but lift up those within his, what we call kingdom, within his purview, with those under his authority, his family, the folks at work he may be responsible for, the folks in ministry, at church, and just how to act in this world. So it's good to ground in that. That's the conversation we're having. That's kind of what we're always talking about here. And we're not getting into a lot of other things. We want to see men get healed. We want to see men restored. We want to see men, you know, ourselves included, because this is largely about us exploring how to make sure we're doing this in our own lives. That's really the basis of the conversation. So I just wanted to start there, Chica, as a foundation for everybody. We always kind of like to reorient around here on what we're talking about. I love it. I love it. And specifically for this episode, we're, we're looking at scriptures like this. Here's First John chapter 2, 15 through 17. We actually talked about this in our small group last night. Uh, not Jay and I, but myself and my wife and our group. Uh, Do not love the world or the things in this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is n- not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of the life, is not the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does not, who who he who does the will of the Father abides forever. So we're really speaking about this idea of we are in a world right now. We have found Jesus in the world, um, but we know that we are not of this world. And so listeners, just check in for a second uh, and think through, you know, the last week of your living in this world. 
let's let's look back on a weekend. I mean, in the US, we've just come out of a holiday. You know, how did you live when you weren't working and when you were off for a few days, maybe with your family? Were you living of this world? Were you living of and or for yourself? And that was the discussion we had last night around this first. You know, are you truly living in this world for you or are you living in this world for yeah, and I think it's important to start with, you know, there's no condemnation in this conversation, right? Like, so what we want to talk about is not, hey, you got to change and live a certain way and like really try hard to be this man for God. Like, that is not the point. And so you could read a scripture like that and get real like, well, I don't even know where I go with that. But I love that scripture because it kind of lays down the foundation of what we're talking about. When you accepted Christ. When you, when I, when Chica, when we said yes to God, yes, I, I submit my life to you, we actually became citizens of a different world. And, and that's our true home. That's heaven. That's a totally another dimension, right? And so now, well, what do we do with the rest of the time here? And it's a little bit like my son's getting ready to go into the Air Force. He's leaving in a couple of months. And he is submitting himself to an entirely new world under their authority, under their direction. He's giving up himself, essentially. And he's becoming an airman. And it's kind of like that. Like we entered, when you said yes, what you might not have realized, but you come to understand as you grow, you entered the army of the Lord. And now you've got a position and you've got something else to do. It has nothing to do with all that stuff you thought you were supposed to do. I'm going to be an accountant and get a great 401k and blah, 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 blah. Which by the way is you think, well, I'm just trying to grind it out here. I'm just trying to do the best I can. Jesus' invitation is into a life of authenticity that is so much bigger than that and wilder than that. But it's a little bit scary because it totally pushes against the way society, this world, as Chica was talking about, says we ought to live, says we ought to do, says we ought to spend our time. And that's what we want to talk about. One of the things we're going to root in first, and we've talked about it here before, is the poser. But to even understand the poser, you've got to understand, do I actually believe that my life is now about this other thing, or is my life still about getting the things I want in this world? And I want to live a Christian life because that seems a little bit better and I can be a little bit nicer person, but I still just want to get stuff and be happy and, you know, have a nice little life. And that is the challenge. The Christian life is not a nice little life. It's a wild, unpredictable battle life. And, and that's kind of what we got to wrap our mind around because I think the church doesn't do a great job of that in America. We get saved and we think everything's going to go my way. And Jesus is like, hey, come follow me. But if you do, your life's going to like get turned upside down and there's going to be lots of demonic attacks and people aren't going to like you. And it's going to be kind of crazy all the time. And hey, you want to sign up? <laughs> it is what it is, right? Um, so listeners, why don't you come with me for a second? Think back to when you woke up this morning and when you stepped out of bed, like what is your routine? And for most men, I'd, I'm assuming on this podcast, when you step out of bed, the first place you head to is the restroom, and then you maybe splash some water on your face, and then you look in a mirror, right? And what do you see when you look in the mirror? And what are you looking at when you look in the mirror? Just think about that for a second, because you're definitely not looking at yourself in the eye first thing in the morning saying, hey, you good looking thing, Woo-hoo! let's go have a good day, let's get at it, right? You don't do that, but maybe you do. And then you dress for success and you walk downstairs and then you head out the door, or you head down to the office after you've had a nice breakfast with the family or wherever you are in your, in your season, right? And then you get working. And as you go throughout your day, 
whether it's the first call that you have, whether it's the um, the first interaction you have outside of your home, right? So I'm talking about the people that you are not living with. It's quite interesting the different hats we wear, the different personas we put on ourselves per person, right? Because we've learned in each of those relationships how we need to interact uh, to make sure that we are, I guess the word safe, Jay. And then we go throughout the full day. And if you think, even if it's on a Sunday, if you put on your um, your hat or your jacket, right, and you've walked out, and I'm talking metaphorically here, not literally a jacket, but you've walked out and you've interacted even as you walk through your church halls, you walk through the the different um, environments that you stand through, and then you get back on that Sunday evening, right, and you go back into your house and your wife's making a bowl of spaghetti or you've got a family dinner or whatever it is, you go up to your room, you, you literally drop the jackets, right, and there's this sense of, Oh, finally I'm home. Oh, finally I'm relaxed. Oh, finally I can almost like be myself because I don't have to put on what I've got to put on potentially with these other people. Now, when I work with teens, I call this jacket that we wear a PT jacket. Right? And and I think that I may have mentioned this on a on a podcast before and when we interact with different people, we wear the jackets at different levels. Like if it's a stranger, we may pull the jacket on really tight and cover everything up, right? If it's something we're very familiar with, we may drop the jacket off our shoulders and it's really just covering our biceps, right? And our full chest and shoulders are um, revealed to this person. But then another person walks in the conversation, we may pull up one shoulder. And so we adjust this jacket or this hat or whatever you want to use as your metaphor throughout the day. You get home, you take that off, and it's called the PT jacket. Because if we come back to the very first thing that we look at when we stare in the mirror, what are we looking at when we look at ourselves in the mirror? Typically, again, it's not us saying, hey, you good looking thing. Typically, it's like, oh my goodness, I got some sleep in my eye. I've got some snot here. When we were growing up, I've got a little blemish, a pimple, right? We're looking at in our self-portrait reflection, we're looking at our poor traits. And so the jacket is, is almost like a cover-up of what we don't want other people to see in us because we're trying to project an image because we're scared, society-wise, that if we reveal the wrong image, we potentially could get into a lot of muck. And so to avoid the muck, we pull up the jacket to prevent this um, unpolished image being reflected onto the person that we're interacted with. So the PT jacket covers up our portraits, and therefore when we get home, we reveal our true selves, You know, and, and sometimes maybe even at home, we may still cover up a little. But really, when, when you're by yourself, that is the kind of chase that we're after right now, the chase that we're trying to reveal within ourselves, because you and I can have an honest conversation with ourselves about who we are in different environments. Yeah, that's so good, Chica. And I want to come back and answer your question about waking up in the morning. But where we're going to go with this is this is a setup episode for the next three episodes that will flesh out the secret agent training. And next time we're going to get deep into the poser then we're going to talk about living as a free Christian in this world. And then we're going to talk about the coming kingdom. And I think those things will all blend together. But if I come around and I thought about that question, what is the first thing that hits me in the morning when I get out of bed? You know, for most of my life, it was anxiety and pressure. And, and even now, with as hard as we're working on letting go, it was all the different jackets I needed to put on, but waking up with, how am I going to do this? 
what do I got to do? How do I got to be with this person, that person? And I was always just trying to get to this one little moment where I could just get a little bit of relief. Like maybe to your point at the end of the day, that bowl of spaghetti, I just want to sit on the couch and veg out for an hour where I don't have to be something that somebody expects me to be, or I, I, I can pretend that I don't have all these bills or my little kids are screaming or my wife and our marriage isn't great. Or, you know, it's, it, I think for me, Chica, I spent a lot of my adult life and even a lot of my teen life just feeling the pressure of trying to live in this world under expectation. And I'm not even sure whose expectations I was living under. That That's really the, the that, that's <laughs> the, crazy. That is the worst part is I, all these fears, anxieties. I probably had 17 jackets on. There was layer upon layer. I, I really am just getting to know who I really am in the last few years. Like who I really am. So think about it. I'm 48. I spent 30 years, 35 years. Who am I even? Right? Because, you know, until you're 15 or so, you're not even thinking about that question. <laughs> you're just cruising through life. Not all of us. Some of us had pretty tough childhoods. I, I was a little bit more blessed in that regard. But when you kind of have that adult awakening, you're like, oh, my God, I'm under pressure. People expect things from me. People are judging me, whatever. And you start to put on all those jackets. So, I know. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Chica, I, I had a lot of jackets. And here's the challenge. They're still in the closet. And so the Christian life isn't like, whoa, I got Jesus. I found my authentic self. I'm all good till the end. Those jackets are always trying to get out and jump on you. Every time you walk in your closet, one of them's like, put me on, put me on. Part of what we want to explore is like, what are those jackets and how do you keep them off? And, and I'm not saying that the jacket per se is, is always bad as well, right? Because what are we really trying to do? At the end of the day, I believe that, like you were saying, this expectation sits above us, whether that's a self-expectation, whether that's a wound expectation, whether that's a... Facebook feed expectation, right? That we've self-taught ourselves. The jacket is really a mechanism of self-protection because we're scared that without the jacket, we may be exposed. And exposed isn't always bad, right? But it's not always good either. There are definitely times where I could, and we could probably come up with a hundred examples right now, where a jacket has actually escalated us into a certain position, a role, or it's actually given us good favor for wearing the jacket. But the question always is, is there, because if, if I just removed all the jackets right now and came at you like, Wah! we've all had that friend as well. And it's almost like showing or pretending that you've removed a jacket is like putting another jacket on because they're suddenly so raw, so bare. There's that idea of, I was so brutally honest with them. Yeah, but we've had this discussion too. Being brutally honest, does that mean that it was with love, with respect, with kindness? And so that doesn't necessarily mean either that you're walking the life that you probably should be walking if you drop all the jackets. So again, just coming back, this expectation sits above us, right? We put on these mechanisms of self-defense through these metaphorical jackets. Um, and, and the invitation is, are we losing out? Are we ripping ourselves and or people off because we have covered ourselves up and therefore are not living the authentic life that we've been called to live. Yeah, I think that's good. And as we turn the corner here, this is again, just a setup episode. We want to talk about how we get to know those jackets. How do we get to know who our inauthentic selves are or the different posers and masks we've built and designed? We talked about this before, but we're going to go in depth next time because you can't get to your authentic self. And you know, the guy that rips off all his jackets at one time and has a meltdown that's not authentic either, right? That's a, that's a, sometimes it's just people get 
to a place where they've had too much. It's overwhelming. I mean, let me ask you a question, listeners. Ask yourselves this question, especially in the last several years. How many of you, wherever you're at right now, driving, listening, doing yard work, do you just feel like it's all just too much right now? It's all just too much right now. Like we are in a place and time where there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of things happening in our lives. We're going to talk more about that. And so that's actually causing us to layer on more jackets because the norms are changing and I don't know how to act anymore. There's more pressures. I might even be faking it with my children and my wives. I might not even know who I am. Part of what we want to get through in this series is how do you find the way back to who you are? And then how do you connect that to who you are in Jesus? And then how do you then turn around and live in the world that way? So that's what we're going to go after. It's pretty big stuff. We're pretty excited. We'll talk a lot about our own journeys in this and what we've discovered and what we're still discovering. And hopefully this will be helpful. So we're going to pray out. Lord, we just thank you for an opportunity. Chica and I are just talking here, God. If this is helpful to some men, I hope they will stay and listen. If it's not helpful, I hope they will find material that is. But this is our dialogue and interaction with you, God, about what does it mean to be an authentic biblical man. So help guide us in that. Help guide every listener of this podcast. Bring them peace and joy. May they see you, God, for who you are and for how you want us to live with you in this world. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen.